0: Chapter 12, verses 35 through 46. Of Catina Aurea, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 35 through 40. Let your loins be girt about, and your lights burning, and ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord, when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, and make them to sit down to meat, and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. And know this, that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched, and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Theophylact, Our Lord having taught his disciples moderation, taking from them all care and conceit of this life, now leads them on to serve and obey, saying, Let your loins be girded, that is, always ready to do the work of your Lord, and your lamps burning, that is, do not lead a life in darkness, but have with you a delight of reason showing you what to do and what to avoid. For this world is the night, but they have their loins girded who follow a practical or active life. For such is the condition of servants who must have with them also lamps burning, that is, the gift of discernment, that the active man may be able to distinguish not only what he ought to do, but in what way, otherwise men brush down the precipice of pride. But we must observe, that he first orders our loins to be girded, secondly, our lamps to be burning. For first indeed comes action, then reflection, which is an enlightening of the mind. Let us then strive to exercise the virtues, that we may have two lamps burning, that is the conception of the mind ever shining forth in the soul, by which we ourselves are enlightened, in learning whereby we enlighten others. Maximus or he teaches us to keep our lamps burning by prayer and contemplation and spiritual love. Cyril. or to be girded signifies activity and readiness to undergo evils from regard to divine love. But the burning of the lamp signifies that we should not suffer any to live in the darkness of ignorance. Gregory, or else we gird our loins when, by continence, we control the lusts of the flesh. For the lust of men is in their loins, And of women in their womb. By the name of loins, therefore, from the principal sex, lust is signified. But because it is a good thing not to do evil, unless also men strive to labor in good works, it is added, and your lamps burning in your hands. For we hold burning lamps in our hands when by good works we show forth bright examples to our neighbors. Augustine, or he teaches us also to gird our loins for the sake of keeping ourselves from the love of the things of this world, and to have our lamps burning, that this thing may be done with a true end and right intention. Gregory, but if a man has both of these, whosoever he be, nothing remains for him, but that he should place his whole expectation on the coming of the Redeemer. Therefore it is added, and be ye like to men that wait for their Lord, when he will return from the wedding, etc. For our Lord went to the wedding, when, ascending up into heaven as the bridegroom, he joined to himself the heavenly multitude of angels. Theophylact. Daily also in the heavens he betroths the soul of the saints, whom Paul or another offers to him as a chaste virgin. But he returns from the celebration of the heavenly marriage, perhaps to all at the end of the whole world, when he shall come from heaven in the glory of the Father, perhaps also every hour standing suddenly present at the death of each individual. Cyril, now consider that he comes from the wedding as from a festival, which God is ever keeping, for nothing can cause sadness to the incorruptible nature. Gregory of Nyssa, or else when the wedding was celebrated and the church received into the secret bridal chamber, THE ANGELS WERE EXPECTING THE RETURN OF THE KING TO HIS OWN NATURAL BLESSEDNESS, AND AFTER THEIR EXAMPLE WE ORDER OUR LIFE, THAT AS THEY LIVING TOGETHER WITHOUT EVIL ARE PREPARED TO WELCOME THEIR LORD'S RETURN, SO WE ALSO, KEEPING WATCH AT THE DOOR, SHOULD MAKE OURSELVES READY TO OBEY HIM WHEN HE COMES KNOCKING. FOR IT FOLLOWS, AND WHEN HE COMETH AND KNOCKETH, THEY MAY OPEN TO HIM IMMEDIATELY. GREGORY for he comes when he hastens to judgment but he knocks when already by the pain of sickness he denotes that death is at hand to whom we immediately open if we receive him with love for he who trembles to depart from the body has no wish to open to the judge knocking and dreads to see that judge whom he remembers to have despised but he who rests secure concerning his hope and works immediately opens to him that knocks. For when he is aware of the time of death drawing near, he grows joyful because of the glory of his reward. And hence it is added, Blessed are the servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. He watches who keeps the eye of his mind, open to behold the true light, who by his works maintains that which he beholds, who drives from himself the darkness of sloth and carelessness. Gregory of Nyssa. For the sake, then, of keeping watch, our Lord advised above that our loins should be girded and our lamps burning. For light, when placed before the eyes, drives away sleep. The loins also, when tied with a girdle, make the body incapable of sleep. For he who is girded about with chastity and illuminated with a pure conscience continues wakeful. Cyril. When, then, our Lord, shall find us awake and girded, Having our hearts enlightened, he will then pronounce us blessed, for it follows, Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, from which we perceive that he will recompense us in like manner, seeing that he will gird himself with those that are girded. Origin, for he will be girded about his loins with righteousness. Gregory, by which he girds himself, that is, prepares for judgment. Theophylect, or he will girt himself in that he imparts not the whole fulness of blessings but confines it within a certain measure for who can comprehend god how great he is therefore are the seraphim said to veil their countenance because of the excellence of the divine brightness it follows and will make them to sit down for as a man sitting down causes his whole body to rest so in the future coming the saints will have complete rest for here they have not rest for the body, but there together with their souls, their spiritual bodies partaking of immortality, will rejoice in perfect rest. Cyril, he will then make them to sit down as a refreshment to the weary, setting before them spiritual enjoyments and ordering a sumptuous table of his gifts. Dionysius the Arabogite The sitting down is taken to be the repose for many labors, a life without annoyance, the divine conversation of those that dwell in the region of light, enriched with all holy affections, and an abundant pouring forth of all gifts, whereby they are filled with joy. For the reason why Jesus makes them to sit down is that he might give them perpetual rest and distribute to them blessings without number. Therefore it follows, and will pass over and serve them. Theophylact, that is give back to them as it were an equal return that as they served him so also he will serve them gregory but he is said to be passing over when he returns from the judgment to his kingdom or the lord passes to us after the judgment and raises us from the form of his humanity to a contemplation of his divinity cyril our lord knew the proneness of human infirmity to sin but because he is merciful he does not allow us to despair but rather has compassion and gives us repentance as a saving remedy and therefore he adds and if he shall come in the second watch etc for they who keep watch on the walls of cities or observe the attacks of the enemy divide the night into three or four watches gregory the first watch then is the earliest time of our life that is childhood the second youth and manhood but the third represents old age. He then who is unwilling to watch in the first, let him keep even the second, and he who is unwilling in the second, let him not lose the remedies of the third watch, that he who has neglected conversion in childhood may at least in the time of youth or old age recover himself. Cyril Of the first watch, however, he makes no mention, for childhood is not punished by God, but obtains pardon, but the second and third age owe obedience to God and the leading of an honest life according to his will. Greek Expositor Or to the first watch belong those who live more carefully, as having gained the first step, but to the second those who keep the measure of a moderate conversation, but to the third those who are below these. And the same must be supposed of the fourth, and if it should so happen also of the fifth for there are different measures of life and a good rewarder meets out to every man according to his deserts Theophylact, or since the watches are the hours of the night which lull men to sleep you must understand that there are also in our life certain hours which make us happy if we are found awake does anyone seize your goods are your children dead are you accused but if at these times you have done nothing against the commandments of god he will find you watching in the second and third watch, that is, at the evil time which brings destructive sleep to idle souls. Gregory, but to shake off the sloth of our mind, even our external losses are by a solemnitude set before us. For it is added, and this know, that if the good man of the house had known one hour the thief would come, Theophylact some understand this thief to be the devil, the house the soul, the good man of the house man. This interpretation, however, does not seem to agree with what follows, for the Lord's coming is compared to the thief as suddenly at hand, according to the word of the Apostle, the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night, and hence also it is here added, be ye also ready, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Gregory or else, unknown to the master, the thief breaks into the house, because while the spirit sleeps, instead of guarding itself, death comes unexpectedly, and breaks into the dwelling place of our flesh. But he would resist the thief if he were watching, because, being on his guard against the coming of the judge, who secretly seizes his soul, he would by repentance go to meet him, lest he should perish impenitent. But the last hour our Lord wishes to be unknown to us, in order that we cannot foresee it. We may be unceasingly preparing for it. Verses 41-46 through Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But, and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens, and to eat and to drink and be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him in sunder, and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Theophylact Peter, to whom the church had already been committed, as having the care of all things, inquires whether our Lord put forth this parable to all. As it follows, then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even unto all? Bede Our Lord had taught two things in the preceding parable unto all, even that he would come suddenly, and that they ought to be ready and waiting for him but it is not very plain concerning which of these or whether both peter asked the question or whom he compared to himself and his companions when he said speakest thou to us or to all yet in truth by these words us and all he must be supposed to mean none other than the apostles and those like to the apostles and all other faithful men or christians and unbelievers or those who are dying separately that is singly both unwilling indeed and willing receive the coming of their judge, and those who, when the universal judgment comes, are to be found alive in the flesh. Now it is marvelous if Peter doubted that all must live soberly, piously and justly, who wait for a blessed hope, or that the judgment will to each and all be unexpected. It therefore remains to be supposed that knowing these two things, he asked about that which he might not know, namely whether those sublime commands of a heavenly life in which he bade us sell what we have, and provide bags which wax not old, and watch with our loins girded, and lamps burning, belong to the apostles only, and those like unto them, or to all who were to be saved. Cyril, Now to the courageous rightly belong the great and difficult of God's holy commandments, but to those who have not yet attained to such virtue belong those things from which all difficulty is excluded. Our Lord, therefore, uses a very obvious example to show that the above-mentioned command is suited to those who have been admitted into the rank of the disciples, for it follows, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful steward? Ambrose. Or else, the form of the first command is a general one adapted to all, but the following example seems to be proposed to the stewards, that is, the priests, and therefore it follows, And the Lord said, who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his lord shall make ruler over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season Theophylact. the above-mentioned parable relates to all the faithful in common but now hear what suits the apostles and teachers for i ask where will be found the steward that possesses in himself faithfulness and wisdom for as in the management of goods whether a man be careless yet faithful to his master or else wise yet unfaithful, the things of the Master perish. So also in the things of God there is need of faithfulness and wisdom. For I have known many servants of God and faithful men, who because they were unable to manage ecclesiastical affairs, have destroyed not only possessions but souls, exercising toward sinners indiscreet virtue by extravagant rules of penance or unseasonable indulgence chrysostom but our lord here asked the question not as ignorant who was a faithful and wise steward but wishing to imply the rareness of such and the greatness of this kind of chief government Theophylact whoever then has been found a faithful and wise steward let him bear rule over the lord's household that he may give them their portion of meat in due season either the word of doctrine by which their souls are fed or the example of works by which their life is fashioned augustine now he says portion because of suiting his measure to the capacity of his several hearers Isidore, it was added also in their due season because a benefit not conferred at its proper time is rendered vain and loses the name of a benefit the same bread is not equally coveted by the hungry man and him that is satisfied but with respect to this servant's reward for his stewardship he adds blessed is that servant whom his lord when he cometh shall find so doing basil he says not doing as if by chance but so doing for not only conquest is honourable but to contend lawfully which is to perform each thing as we have been commanded Cyril, thus the faithful and wise steward prudently giving out in due season the servants food that is their spiritual meat will be blessed according to the saviour's words in that he will obtain still greater things, and will be thought worthy of the rewards which are due to friends. Hence it follows, Of a truth I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. Bede. For whatever difference there is in the merits of good hearers and good teachers, such also there is in their rewards. For the one whom when he cometh he finds watching, he will make to sit down, but the others whom he finds faithful and wise stewards, he will place over all that he hath that is, over all the joys of the kingdom of heaven, not certainly that they alone shall have power over them, but that they shall more abundantly than the other saints enjoy eternal possession of them. Theophilact, or he will make him ruler over all that he hath, not only over his own household, but that earthly things as well as heavenly shall obey him, as it was with Joshua the son of Nun and Elias, the one commanding the sun, the other the clouds, and all the saints, as God's friends, use the things of God. Whosoever also passes his life virtuously, and has kept in due submission his servants, that is, anger and desire, supplies to them their portion of food in due season. To anger indeed that he may feel it against those who hate God, but to desire that he may exercise the necessary provision for the flesh, ordering it unto God. Such an one, I say, will be set over all things which the Lord hath, being thought worthy to look into all things by the light of contemplation. Chrysostom. But our Lord not only by the honors kept in store for the good, but by threats of punishment upon the bad, leads the hearer to correction, as it follows, But if that servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. Bede. Observe that it is counted among the vices of a bad servant that he thought the coming of his Lord slow, yet it is not numbered among the virtues of the good that he hoped it would come quickly but only that he ministered faithfully there is nothing then better than to submit patiently to be ignorant of that which cannot be known but to strive only that we be found worthy Theophylact, now from not considering the time of our departure there precede many evils for surely if we thought that our lord was coming and that the end of our life was at hand we should sin the less hence it follows and shall begin to strike the man's servants and maidens and to eat and drink and be drunken. Bede. In this servant is declared the condemnation of all evil rulers, who, forsaking the fear of the Lord, not only give up themselves to pleasures, but also provoke with injuries those who are put under them. Although these words may be also understood figuratively, meaning to corrupt the hearts of the weak by an evil example, and to eat, drink, and be drunken, to be absorbed in the vices and allurements of the world, which overthrow the mind of man. But concerning his punishment it is added, The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him, that is, the day of his judgment or death, and will be cut in sunder. Basil. The body indeed is not divided, so that one part indeed should be exposed to torments, the other escape. For this is a fable, nor is it part of a just judgment, when the whole has offended, that half should only suffer punishment nor is the soul cut in sunder, seeing that the whole possesses a guilty conscience, and cooperates with the body to work evil. But its division is the eternal severing of the soul from the spirit. For now, although the grace of the spirit is not in the unworthy, it, it seems ever to be at hand expecting their turning to salvation. But at that time it would be altogether cut off from the soul. The Holy Spirit, then, is the prize of the just, and the chief condemnation of sinners, since they who are unworthy will lose him. Bede. Or he will cut him sunder by separating him from the communion of the faithful, and dismissing him to those who have never attained unto the faith. Hence it follows, and will appoint him as portion with the unbelievers. For he who has no care for his own, and those of his own house, has denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. Theophylact. Rightly also shall the unbelieving steward receive his portion with the unbelievers, because he was without true faith. End of chapter twelve verses thirty five through forty six.